Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Walking Dead, season eight, mid-season finale special. What does this mean? There are lots of spoilers in this. If you've never watched The Walking Dead, or if you're not as far as the middle of season eight, forget it. Joining me as usual, compadre Jamie and acquaintance Matthew. Jamie is uh, but 30 miles away. Matthew's 200 miles away in London. Jamie, hello. Hey! Oh my god. <laughs> what you don't know is this is the third attempt at starting this podcast due to Jamie's awful internet. Um, Matthew, hello. Hello. Oh, clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. And here you can hear the postcode lottery in action of uh, Britain's Wi-Fi speeds. Um, so, um, well, what can we say? Wow. I mean, I mean, just... What can we say? What just oh. happened? I mean, maybe I'll start going through my notes <laughs> as I wrote them. Um, it's, you, you know, in, initial scene, Carl chatting to Rick. Sarah turns to me and says, Is Carl going to die? Why flashback? <laughs> wow. why, why flashback if not? Remove everything Rick cares about. And then the bin dippers appear and Sarah says... Hope these people get massacred, though. So, um, unfortunately... Why is it Sarah on the podcast? I she's know. clearly the I most prejudiced yeah, of us all. She's, well, she's good at one-liners, but she's, you know, really not very smart. So, um, so wow. is Carl going to die? She thought... it. Did anybody... I don't, I don't think any of us called it last week, did we? No, no. I, I really thought there was a minute there where I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be right. I'm going to go on the show, and Michonne's going to be dead, and I'm going to I'm going to be like the most victorious person in the universe. There was that moment where she was like hacking that guy, yeah. And I thought she's going to go, she's going to go, well, and then they completely blew us out of the water with Carl. Uh, and I, I have to say, I have complete. Well, I have mixed feelings, but mostly I, I just don't think it's the right move. I think Scott Gimble has lost his mind. This doesn't happen in the comics. He's essentially, you know, for the fans, essentially he has killed a child. <laughs> no, it doesn't. What's he doing? Well, no, Carl isn't a child, and I think they demonstrated that quite well in this episode. Mm, but even I, so, I mean... You know what's <sighs> annoying, though, actually, is I thought... Um, I don't I can't remember the actor's name... But I thought he really came into his own this episode. That little um, speech he delivered from On the Ramparts to Negan, I thought that was really good. Yes, and it's one of those things that when you go back and watch again, uh, you'll see uh, it means even more because you know that he knows that he's been bitten. Um, yeah. The, well, actually, does he at that point? Do you recognise yes, that it yeah, happened it in the Malay after that? No, it happened. Remember at the end, he says, I saved that guy, his new yeah. friend. He says, I saved him. That's what it happened. happened during that. Okay. And, and you see. can see the clip. It's going around online. It's actually really, I was going to say this right at the end, but, but um, it's very uh, obvious that he's been bitten in a scene that you've already watched. It is actually very obvious when you know he kind of looks mm. down at the blood and everything, um, which is a nice sort of um, hidden tidbit. But at the same time, I'm 
I'm still not overly pleased with it because I think the, the Rick's had so much crap thrown at him that I, I just don't feel like we were ready for it. it. It feels like a ratings grabber for me. It just feels like a turn to try and get ratings. What do you think, Jamie? Mm. Oh, has he gone? Have we lost him? Oh, for goodness sake, this Wi-Fi situation. No, I'm still here. Oh, God. oh man, he's just about ten seconds behind now. That's a long time behind. Say something else, Jamie. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, I'm talking now. Is this uh, response quick enough? Yes. That was relatively quick. So actually. was it just yeah. you not listening? Is that what was going on? Let's no, not dwell it, it on it. Cut Let's out. have him on the cut, question. It, yeah. it keeps cutting out. What was the, what was the question? The question is, what, do you think this was a ratings grabber? Uh, no, I actually think Carl has run his purpose as a character. <laughs> that sounds cold, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that is cold. I think that's, and I think that uh, sort of underestimates what he could be. I, I would have thought he would have been the natural successor if Rick died. You know, obviously. That's what Andrew Lincoln says uh, about yeah. it as well. Andrew Lincoln actually said when Scott Gimble phoned him and said, "You're not going to like this one." He told him what was going to happen, and Andrew Lincoln didn't say anything for a minute on the phone because he's. I think we mentioned it earlier in this series that he'd always said that Carl would be the natural successor. So, But I kind well, of I do agree with you, Jamie. I do. I have felt that before. I just think that as a character, and I don't think that it's his fault, but I think as a character, he's been sidelined for quite a long time to the point where I've stopped thinking about Carl. Mm. And when you, you know, and I, I don't, I no longer sort of consider Carl's role or journey and so we had that one episode where he was with the, uh, the the new guy killing zombies, and I just found him a little bit redundant even at that point. And Actually, I, you know what? I, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, and and the Negan stuff was interesting. Watching the Talking Dead afterwards, I think uh, the King made an excellent point about um, Carl, which is that. Uh, if I can find my quote, uh, I can't. But essentially he said, Negan really listens to what Carl says on that wall. And the reason Negan has always responded to Carl is because Negan thinks that they're an equal. He, But the truth is that Negan has never grown up and Carl has grown up. Carl's got over this brutal shit phase. Well, I mean, Negan Carl nearly made... Carl nearly made Negan cry. <laughs> yeah, that was quite impressive. I did love that scene though, where he's like, "I thought we were having a good chat, you asshole." Like, oh, he's quite a funny character at times. That was my quote of the episode. Well, let's step through, and we'll we'll naturally get back to this. So, hmm. before we knew that Carl was going to die, I wrote down, um, "Does it annoy anyone else when we have to?" On that, when we get to these big build-up episodes and they jump around in time so much, I know Matt that you have mentioned that you particularly like that, especially the quarry episode. But they get too much this episode. Yeah, it, it it sometimes it feels to me when they do it like the pace is just being killed. I'm just kind of going. I don't want constant action. It's just literally going back in time at those points. Makes well, me also, think it's uh, con. Oh well, also I just I lost the thread. At various points in this episode, there, there there were times when I was like, I don't really understand what's happening right now. Well, we uh, had those wonderful. Also, I feel like they've they, they've missed stuff out, which is a kind of crucial, and b yes. just a bit like. I mean, are we are we ever going to see how the saviors got out of the I sanctuary? Yes. Listen, because if we I, don't, I then it's just cheap. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I, under, I wrote down in my notes and underlined it twice. Why didn't they show how Negan and Co. escaped? Yeah. I well, think that's quite an important part of that episode because Daryl and the team, for some reason, don't stick around after they've uh, done this plan. They go back to the, the houses and just go, oh, the plan's probably worked by now. Yeah, I'm head sure back it's over. Fine. Yeah. I love it when <laughs> we... It's a ridiculous thing. I love it when we all uh, land on the same point, because although it wasn't about that, but that was kind of my... One of my main criticisms of this episode. You know, after last episode, when um, I am certain that there were all these sort of World War moral arguments and actual direct references to kind of conflicts and stuff, in this one... We were sort of, yes, we were supposed to be having action and we were supposed to be getting on with it, but we didn't see so much. So even, for example, when the grandma of Oceanside got shot, who was the leader and was the trouble last time, she must rank as the least ceremonious death on this programme because it didn't even happen on camera. Well, it it just about did, but we were off camera and heard her say, you're going to pay for this, and we just shot her. What an odd... Dispatch to not even see that. I don't think she's dead yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But not only that, we also had, uh, yeah, the Negan escape wasn't seen. Um, Negan knocks, uh, Carl shuts the sewer. Um, uh, No, hang on a minute. No, there was another one. There was. Sort your notes out. Yeah, I've just got so many (laughs) notes on this one. Okay, we'll come back to it. Um, but on that, at that moment, you are right, Jamie or Matt, whichever one of you said it, the funniest line in the episode was, son of a bitch, Carl, was that just a ploy? I thought we were having a moment, you little asshole. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, there were lots of <laughs> there were lots of times in this thing when, again, it was like, you have an opportunity here. Okay, okay you're going to do flashbacks for us. And then cut to the good stuff. Where did the bin dippers go? Where did... Uh, yeah, yeah, they just ran off, didn't they? Yeah, just things vanished, and then suddenly everyone's in the sewer, not just the people we saw get in the sewer, like the whole town's in the sewer. When did that happen? Um, well, that was the idea. No, I mean, I think they showed, they, they, they saw that plan... We saw that plan being made. Yeah. We don't need to see everyone going in. No, I suppose I mean, That'd not. be quite a boring shot. But even the micro of that is is like Carl's piff paff puff moment, which made me laugh. Yeah, when he dropped the smoke bomb and disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Um He was in that sewer grate without making any noise in about two seconds. <laughs> but you know, fair enough. I can I can accept it. Um, but can I, can I just ask quickly, like, yes, what what did everyone think of the episode as a whole? Ah. Uh, same as the well, whole series, I, mean, I can't. I, I can't wait to watch it all together again. But mm-hmm. and and yes, good. And it kind of does feel like we're setting stuff up. But this is the first time that we have ever ended a series uh, or a mid-season knowing what will happen in the first episode back, which will be that Carl will die in the first episode back. That's that won't be what happens. Yes, I think you're will. absolutely wrong about that. Well, um, can I have that in writing and then an apology? Is, uh, if that happens, I th- I, if if I'm wrong about that, then fine. But oh, I, I, I I don't think we'll see Carl die in that first episode. You will. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that you will. I could get more promises out of you, but uh, the Talking Dead made it very clear that you will. 
Uh, oh, you're well, going okay, to see, all right, fine. You're going to see his end, and then Chandler Riggs is going to be a guest on The Talking Dead, of the first show back of season two. And they only bring him on as guests when they die. So that'll be it. But he will go down. Carl is going, like Sasha, Carl is going to use his death to achieve something, right? Carl... Is this stuff they said on The Talking Dead? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want to know this stuff. Well, that's obvious already, though, isn't it? Because he was because he tried it on the wall once. He's, you know, he's still part of the plan. He's still down there in the sewer. We know the situation. He will do something heroic to do something. The question is what? Right. Okay. Mm. Well, Jamie, what did you think of the episode overall? Well, I did actually enjoy a lot of it. I thought it was very tense and. Uh... You know, there, there are a lot of, like Howell said, and there's a lot of what we said, there's frustrations with what they're not showing. I don't think that it's the best kind of storytelling, what they're doing, but I still mm. very much was invested and I, I was gripped by what was going on. Uh, I, I, I wondered, like, Rick went missing for a long time, like the Bin Dippers. Yeah. I did kind of wonder whether how Rick, I thought Rick, this was quite important where Rick was, and yet he kind of, I thought he was in a car with Maggie, not with Maggie, and, with with Carol and the guy. Carol and uh, Axeman, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, but then Axeman got taken and shot. Yeah. And so that confused me. There was a lot of, like, plot, a lot of bits missing. Also, if we just stop on Maggie's pregnancy for a second, mm. is Maggie I mean, still pregnant? I don't know what's happening yeah. with that at all. <laughs> yeah, she how, What be. the hell... But how can she? She's not, is she even? She's not. She's certainly not showing. Or is she? No, not I mean, I'm very unclear. Or? I'm very unclear how much time has passed since the whole, um, like, since Glenn was killed. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's that long. I think it's probably only a month, something like that. Yeah, it must be because be it must be because if it if it was you know three months plus. Yeah, she'd, she'd have be a bump. nearly waddling by now. <laughs> yeah, she'd be struggling to, you know, control her gherkin cravings or whatever. And, and, and she doesn't seem, you know, to have any um, particular pregnancy issues at the moment. And mm. I was thinking, I was thinking, has she had the baby and I've missed an episode? Yeah, but then, they were, yeah. then, but then there's that bit in the episode where they, they, they eventually um, uh, the, the the doctor, the doctor. is. Um, is taken uh, to, to to her aid, but uh, it, yeah, yeah, there's plot holes like that, or there's bits like that that just. But feel again, really um, they just they just leapt ahead, didn't they? They it, it was like we went from that um, from that moment where they smashed the car through the wall, and yeah. then. It, we seem to have jumped an awfully long way in a very short time. Well, there's another so, I mean, example the there. are out, and they're incredibly well organised already. And I, I, you know, I don't like to just spend time um, pointing out the logistics of what they would be able to achieve in a short space of time. But they talked about like how um, getting out of the situation with the zombies was going to take all of their ammo, <laughs> and it sounded like it was going to be genuinely risky. And I thought we were going to be in this kind of guerrilla warfare yeah. situation mm. where the saviors were going to have to be sort of bluffing their hand, mm. like sort of, you know, assuming that everyone would still think they were as powerful as they were, but actually they're out of ammo or something like that. But it just like it just went from uh, the saviors are fucked to actually they're absolutely fine. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're completely capable yeah. of taking out everyone as they were before. As they were. Uh, so as they y- fucking you know. were. Um, and and the and you know without any seeming damage at all. Yeah. Uh, and t- two more examples of things we didn't see that we could have done. One is 
uh, Eugene has the idea of how they can escape. He drops the keys for them and stuff. That was very nice. I like that. Lovely. But we didn't then see them escape. That would have been nice. Could have spent a bit of time on that in 90 minutes. We could have spent less time on slow montage of fucking faces again. What's the faces oh, that, about? That was that is that was the most 80s melodramatic opening to an episode, yeah. They had like a synth guitar solo music going on in the background. It was unbelievable. So you could commentary probably put the, uh, during the montage. Put the dynasty music over it. Yeah. It would look completely <laughs> out of place. It's just great. Sarah's going, mm, Carl's got a beard. <laughs> Carl's got a beard coming in. And then stupid faces, that was it. And then we had, um, after the credits, we had Eric sitting in a car talking about Eric again. She wasn't listening. I was about to say. Yeah, I thought that. I thought, oh, well, you called that wrong. Yeah, but... There we are. But uh, I think... Yeah, yeah, you said we'd never hear about Ginger Eric again, didn't we? I know, he needs to change his tune. Or he's going to die if he doesn't stop talking about that. Bloody hell. It's almost like the writers take... Well, the writers do take it in terms turns last week wasn't written by scott gimble this one was written by scott gimble and it's almost like scott gimble um is resetting something again that we don't need reset there's like just a lot of stuff where you go you don't we don't need this let's talk about maggie again so i'm going who's neil who is neil the shot of neil getting shot was the most confusing (laughs) thing I didn't know really who won. was shot. He shot his <laughs> he shot his gut as far as I can see, right? He stood on the on the passenger side of the car talking into the window from Maggie. He held up his gun and shot to the right, to his right, like across the windscreen shield. But Neil apparently is the guy sat behind Maggie in the car. I had no idea. We're going, who did he shoot? Did he shoot? I Jerry? was I wasn't sure. That was the um, the Walking Dead equivalent of a red coat in Star Trek. That was like this guy who we've never met before. Yeah, who happens to be sitting in the car. <laughs> and then I realised it's the guy who looked like Johnny Vegas who was sat behind her for a bit. But and it's like yeah, uh, he's the chap with the neck beard, wasn't he? Yeah, just a, who we meet for the first time two minutes before. And we go, you're right in the back, Neil. You want any Pringles? No, you're all right. Great. great. Um, and then um, and then she takes the coffin and. Sarah made a guess at what Maggie wrote on the coffin. Neil that rode in the back. That would be on the coffin. But then <laughs> but then we realised who the coffin was. So she's going to send one of the saviours back over and that's going to shit stir them. The king, meanwhile, is doing an A-team action moment for himself, which was impressive. Um, I love the, the, to get back into King Ezekiel mode, he read, a fa- he read some fan mail. Just to get himself back in the zone. Did you notice that? Read some fan. Did he? What? Yeah. He was reading reading a letter letter, from a child to King Ezekiel. (laughs) No, it wasn't from a child. It was from Mr. Axeman. Yeah. Oh, was it? Can I say? Mr. Axeman. I might be wrong. You know, of all Negan's henchmen, my favourite is the one who deals with the kingdom. I can't remember his name, of course, because I can't remember anyone's name. But, you know, when he's the guy who always like goes, I don't want to do this. I didn't want to. And he looks really put, genuinely put out having to be an arsehole. It's true. He finds it really draining. He is what Jamie would be if he was a henchman in the apocalypse like, he's standing up there he's thinking oh, no, he... God, they're gonna make me kill someone aren't they i'm really I've, i want to get home yeah <laughs> yeah no he's brilliant yeah uh, i love it 
that was a really terrible action sequence. I thought that whole thing with like the <laughs> King Ezekiel blowing up all that petrol. No, I thought it was all right. It seemed like I, I thought it just seemed very wasteful. Well, at least and it, also, <laughs> everyone, it everyone was so distracted, and uh, uh, then that really prominent shot of this um, woman in a headscarf, kind of you know, just like clearly. They were just setting up the fact that she was going to do something. Poked, poked him with a stick or something. Yeah. It's just like, let's establish that this person exists. Yeah. So that when they do something mildly significant, it's not entirely jarring for everyone. And, <laughs> like, yeah, and then there was absolutely no need for the king to remain there behind the wall. Just shut the door behind you on your way out. You yeah, know? that's what I thought as well. Just go with him, no. do the padlock on the other I side. Know. For fuck's sake. Weird. And then we and, had uh, listen, um, And let... then Morgan just was sort of walking up to the wall and then disappearing Hello. again. What an utterly pointless. It's yeah. just like, just remember Morgan exists. Oh, just yeah, remember everyone. Remember Morgan yeah. exists. And that's it. That's it from Morgan, I think. Because he like, said he was. Let, let's just. Let's look at some positives, though, because I think we're, you know... The, no, we're sure, we're slamming it. You're right. Well, I, I, we said, it I thought the episode was we, 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 uh, started poorly and finished really strongly. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. I mean, what? just one more slightly laughable moment was Rick and Negan met, had a fight, and Negan punched him out of the window. Did you see Andrew Lincoln's hop into the mist after he'd fallen out the window? <laughs> No. <laughs> Did this really funny kind of sprightly, light-footed hop into the mist to disappear. It was like, we need a shot of you disappearing into the mist. Can you do that? And it was really nice. It was like a fairy on hopping from a toadstool. Uh, if you get the chance I, to see it, look at it. Um, I thought that moment where the two of them met was really good. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I was about to say. Yeah. Because... That fight scene. Because it was genuinely like... Are we gonna? Is one of them gonna fucking die right here? Yeah, yeah. That's, it that's, was good. It had it was that bit... tension. All the stakes were there, and it was, uh, you know, they're both so however kind of powerful and dirty fighters. He still. It was yes. really. Uh, it was a good fight scene. But he still had to have that dialogue. Negan, when they when he he hits him with the baseball bat once or twice, and in the throws, of, the immediate throws of this fight. He's even saying the expositional line that is, I'm not going to kill you now, I'm going to leave it till later, hang you up in front of the thing. And like every time these two meet, one of them says, really obviously, by the way, I'm not going to kill you now, I'm going to kill you later. Just kill each other for God's sake. Or, or you know, but, yeah, try and fail killing each other rather than telling us that you've made the decision not to. I did, I, I did love it though, like the exchange when Rick tells him to shut up and he goes, "No, I'm going <laughs> to keep talking." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so for me, like one of the success stories of this series so far is Negan. I actually think for the first time, I'm really enjoying Negan as a character. Well, I mean, you said we'd come back to it later, like that moment between him and Carl on the wall. It was the first time I, I, I enjoyed him as a, as a, it wasn't the first time I enjoyed him as a character, but it was the first time in a while because I, I've been getting very sick of his, um, kind of constant veneer of sarcasm and machismo shtick. Mm. I've been getting kind of bored of that. It just mm. feels too one note. And, uh, and to see him kind of engage in a conversation like that and take it seriously, it, it just made it much more interesting to me. And to see a little bit of humanity in there and see him uh, actually empathise with someone who's an enemy. Mm. 
Yeah, and yes. and again, I think that that observation by the the actor who plays the king is really good. It's really interesting on that and accurate, I think. Which is Negan kind of looks up to Carl, and he, do, he probably doesn't know why, but it's because Carl, who is the adolescent, is more mature than Negan. Negan thinks that he could turn him into a badass. He doesn't realize Carl was a badass, and then learnt so, a, a code of morality. And this whole episode is about Carl's code of morality and that it's kind of where he differs from his father and teaching his father lessons. You know, it, was, it was worth saving that guy even though he got bit and all of that. Yeah, and I do, and I think Negan, we have seen a bit more nuance in this, in this series. I understand that, you know, I got sick of the sarcastic kind of uh, caricature in the last series. I feel like this series, we've had that kind of, I certainly understand his kind of, his ethos, his kind of idea of what society should be. And also, I think you got a little bit into, like, behind the kind of bravado, machismo that he kind of exudes yeah. in front of all his troops. I do feel like, as a as an actor, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's had a lot more fun and a lot more to work with in this series. Mm. Um, yeah, we saw a tinge of it in that episode with um, with Gabriel, didn't we? And uh, and it yes. sort of developed a bit from there. And it's uh, and then the conversations with Eugene as well. I really like that's their relationship. It's good. Uh, um, yeah, I finally realised what the other thing was that we didn't see, and of course it was Carl getting bit. It was. We didn't see Carl get bit. We didn't see Oceanside Granny death. We didn't see Neil, whoever he was. Well, you, t- you just told us we did see Carl. Get bit. Oh, yeah, but without knowing it, you know, it was kind of right, I see. like um, almost. It, it's all. It's a real cheat in a way. It's the old like you're supposed to see something in Act One that is paid off in Act Three. That's the whole point. And if you just say to your audience. Well, it was there. You just had to press pause. It it just feels like ah, oh. yeah. And my initial no, I don't thought agree was, about that. Well, you're all right, but it, it doesn't. It 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 still feels to me. If you look at the ratings across the board for this series, the moment Scott Gimble took over The Walking Dead. The ratings went from like eighty percent approval to forty, like overnight when he took over. And I don't think he's bad. I think he's a very smart guy, and I think he's got some wonderful stuff. When did that stuff. happen? Uh, which series was it, James? Was it five, four or five? I don't know, actually, it was four or five. But one one of them, it literally goes off a cliff as he took over. Which is... I think he's done an incredible job since then. I think the stuff since then has been some of its strongest parts. Well, I agree. I agree. Some of its strongest parts, but at the same time, when you do watch back that first series and the second series. There isn't ever a point where you would be smart enough, where you would say, let's be smart enough to not actually show somebody's murder. We just hear it. It's like just ever so slightly too pretentious to keep everybody on board. And this car thing is an example for me. It's such a I big I don't understand move. what you were saying just then. Were you um, saying that the, the first part of the series was like that or this part? Uh, the, sorry, the first series, the first series of The, the Walking Yeah, Dead. but they wouldn't do... Sorry, are you saying they wouldn't not show a killing in the first series? They would show the killing. They would always show it. Yeah, so, right, okay. so in the first one, you know, right back to the pilot, man gets stuck in tank, picks up walkie-talkie, someone, there's some hope, you know. Whereas now it, it seems, y- yes, it's got 
brilliant themes and everything, but it it seems like that that basic stuff, that basic storytelling stuff, sometimes just becomes t- way too clever for its own good. The frigging montages and the and the hearing things instead of seeing things, the people talking about things that have happened instead of actually seeing them happen. Well, while I agree with you about um, the uh, the way in which the series has gone, and, and certainly I think um, uh, some of that stuff, certainly this episode, they didn't hit it quite. And in the last few episodes, I think they've spent far too much time kind of re-establishing stuff. And then it, when it comes to the crunch, they haven't shown you all the stages. They haven't taken you through the narrative effectively. But I think that the other stuff you're saying about the, the way the series develops is part of the show's strength and i and i got I, you know i go on about this idea that um that the, the the best thing about this show is that it goes all the way through the idea it follows it right through to the end mm-hmm. so i think that's natural in the in the first couple of series you're establishing everything you're figuring it all out and so by the time you get to series eight you've got to get right under the into the mm, bone mm, marrow yeah. of, of what the story is about, because you can't just keep having them move to another place mm. and find an, uh, and find a new lot of zombies. It would get incredibly boring and repetitive. So they have to go internal. You mm. have to get a bit more, um, uh, pretentious. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I, I, I do still, you know, my initial thoughts when Carl died, my initial thoughts were this doesn't happen in the comics. The actor must be dying for a life. You know, yeah, Chandler Ribs, Riggs must... Uh, well, yeah, but I knew that Carl didn't die because uh, I knew that there was a big cliffhanger this week and someone was going to die, so I'd done a bit of research. Um, but Carl doesn't, Carl doesn't die, so... Um, well, what do you mean you did a bit of research? Did you go and find out who did die? Uh, I've read a few bits and bobs, like people going, these are the options, but I've checked this since. He, he doesn't die in the comics. Right. So there were people speculating who it would be, but they were saying who it definitely wouldn't be. No, but I'm, I'm just being really prosecutorial because you said that your first reaction was that uh, Carl didn't die in the comics, but yeah. you didn't know that. Yeah. I'm just catching you. Lie. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not lying. I promise. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't have written it down. It, you could, you could check my facts. It definitely doesn't happen in the comics. So I, thought, no, I, I believe that. Yeah, I, I thought that. that that little uh, the young actor Chandler Riggs must be like having enough. He must be dying for a Hollywood life or something. Um, but he didn't, and I, and it kind of made me not happy. Now, notes from watching The Walking Dead afterwards were that. Talking were, Dead. Talking Dead, sorry, was that, yes, it wasn't from the comic books. Scott Gimble decided it. Carl will die like Sasha doing something heroic. And um, there is a, this is this was not on that, I just read it online. Chandler Riggs's father, William Riggs, took to Facebook and uh, said this. Watching Gimble fire my son two weeks before his 18th birthday oh. after telling him they wanted oh. him for the next three years was disappointing. I have never trusted Gimbal or AMC, but Chandler did. I know how much it hurt him, but we do absolutely know how lucky we've been to be a part of it all and appreciate all the love from fans all these years. Andrew Lincoln wow. said, Scott Gimbal called me up, said, you're going to hate this one. Da, da, da. I didn't speak for a minute. I always thought Carl was going to be the one who led the show forward, that Rick would hand over his boots and revolver when he walked off into the sunset, season 28. I predict Scott Gimbal's time is limited. 
I think that this may have been a move that makes the studio even go, hey, not sure about this. Uh, especially, and, and so the reason that I worry that it is a ratings kind of grabber is, number one, the ratings are going down and down and down, so of course they're going to want to do stuff. But number two, when they've told him that they're going to sign him up for the next three years and then they do this, that uh, signifies a sort of uh, last-minute decision. That, this doesn't mean to say that Jamie isn't right, Carl had run his course, and that this is you know going to work out, that it's still going to be great. I just think that's interesting backdrop. Um, also, these well, were the lowest ratings of a mid-season finale. Yeah, I didn't finale. know any of that. Uh, these were the lowest ratings of a mid-season finale since mid-season two. Apparently. Really? Although really? That, what, what happened in mid-season two? I, that was the one where the writer's strike was going on. Ah, uh, right. Right. Uh, I, I think that the, the point is, like, from every series was getting accumulating more and more viewers wasn't it it was getting bigger and bigger as a show I think it started off around 2 or 3 to 4 million and it's kind of built on that until it's been at it's peak 17 million so if it is dropping off there'll be a lot of people panicking and you can kind of see that in the plot sometimes that's true those numbers always baffle me because I, I remember when I was like I don't know how long ago it was I must have been a teenager but the Radio Times magazine used to publish viewing figures. And, like, EastEnders and Coronation Street used to battle it out, getting... 20 million. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a country where there's only 35 million people. There's 60 million, Matt. But carry on. (laughs) Was it? No, no, but you're talking about in the mid... There There was 60 million, I promise you. But... It's very cute oh, okay. that you didn't know sorry. that. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, 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 but it's still... Yeah, population stats, well, you, sorry. You're right, a third of the country watching watching essentially shite TV and now to be celebrating 17 million um, of great TV, that is a fascinating you know, thing. Well, well, it's a big deal also because it's a, it's a cable channel. This isn't a network channel. So what mm. they've done on The Walking Dead on AMC... It's it's quite incredible, really. It's, the viewed figures are amazing for a cable channel. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and even you know for any channel these days. But yeah, the fact that things are are dropping off, I wouldn't be surprised if Gimbal's head does go. I don't think it'll be related to Carl per se. I think it'll be related to the fact that it just keeps dropping off, mm. and the fact that this finale left just didn't connect the dots well enough. You know, mm. that's the issue with this episode. The dots weren't connected in, in, in a way that made the story enjoyable enough when you spend the problem I love this episode in places, but I spent so many times going, Oh hang on. Oh what I, 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 I wrote down so many questions mm. because I didn't yeah. understand things. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, mm. it was like the the scenes, the actual scenes were really strong. But yeah. they just didn't tie up yeah you go who the <laughs> fuck is Neil <laughs> they were just thrown together <laughs> yeah absolutely it's and such it's... a shame because it, it, it's almost look I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this every episode Jamie and I have worked together for a long time now when you have a partnership in anything creative you often get really good stuff out of it because you naturally uh, outweigh each other's weaknesses and challenge each other's uh, flaws you know and i think um 
you can see that. I mean, look at Matt Stone and Trey Parker and lots and lots of teams throughout the years. When they stick together, it tends to be great. And when they separate, things tend to go a bit shite. And with The Walking Dead, it does almost feel like... Like when we were talking before, Matt, about the style of Scott Gimble. I don't want him to lose his job because I think that... 75% of what he does is phenomenally good. Like, it's brilliant. I just wish that... Um, what's his name? The actual comic book writer. <laughs> the Robert Kirkman was co-writing them with him. I wish that there was a, a fight going on there that wasn't just that episodes are farmed out two different teams, that there was literally a couple of them writing it. Because I think um, Robert Kirkman and um, Greg Nicotero, the... Um, special effects guy and executive producer and Scott Gimble have all got really three really different styles and really different approaches. Sometimes I feel like probably the only way it can work over there in La La Land is, is that there's a fence pop that separates them in order to do their thing and stuff. It's just a bit of a shame because the, the, the cleanliness, the clarity of those first couple of series, I think has gone a little bit, not just because you have to explore wider themes, just feel like it's, it's got a little bit fat in the wrong places that stops people saying things like, we hang on, we didn't see who Neil was. Who did you shoot then? You know, the simple stuff seems to have disappeared a little bit out of these things. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, to an extent, and like you, you can, I do think Scott Gimble has to take a, lot, a bit of the blame though, because as a showrunner, it's your job, whoever you give the episodes to and you give them to separate teams of writers, your job is to pull the threads together, together yeah. and go, okay, yeah, and, and that's what he's not doing a good enough job as at least in this series so far you're right you do a brilliant bits and the scenes themselves are really compelling and really enjoyable and tense and that does some great scenes in this episode and that's why i feel a little bit annoyed that i am just sitting here slugging it off yeah asking, yeah. asking for them to get fired but i might watch the whole thing again actually. Many, i've got like... it all recorded on my tv <laughs> yeah. i might i, I, I would might love to see how it ties actually. together on a binge so let's look we, at we've, let's we've look another... at this right remove the binge. But, you know, actually, we should uh, we should do that though actually before because we've got a mid-season break we could all yeah. like actually just creamy on our own yeah yeah and then we could and then we'll do a little preview before it comes back see how we feel all right let's do that um but in summary if you removed the bin dippers right here's how the series would have worked for me so far how many episodes we had six or eight Eight. 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 Here's how it would have worked for me. For episode one, first 20 seconds, unfortunately someone drops a nuke on the bin dippers and they're never mentioned again. Um, <laughs> a bit of shrapnel from that flies out, travels about 10 miles and takes out both Eric and his partner Eric. Unfortunately, both of those are gone. Um, now, then we have... Uh, Rick takes over. I mean, the 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 invasion is planned. There is a great plan. It involves models. It involves people building the cars with corrugated iron. There's some discussion over which nails should be used. But the whole episode is the preparation for war. Episode two, it's the actual invasion itself that we rattled through in five minutes in episode one. The invasion happens. They get to Negan. Negan comes out, says his funny line. There's a shootout. That's the end of that. Episode three is some uh, Eugene shit um, morality discussion going on 
inside. Episode four, the whole thing is a bottle episode. Negan and the vicar talking to each other. Episode five, we have the king. He's trying to do something. The animal gets at uh, Carol and him, all of that. That's all sorted. Uh, episode six... What have I missed now? Just so you know, I've got to get away in the next couple of hours. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, episode six is an Indiana Jones-style chase with Daryl and Rick. They have a big fallout. Episode seven is... Preferably before Friday. Uh, at the end of that episode six, Daryl Bloat invades the bin lorry thing and the walkers go in. Episode seven, the whole episode is done very quickly in we get down into the sewers and the whole 90 minutes is based in the sewers and we cut to Negan up top who's looking around for them, can't figure out. It's an entire Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode and that's where the series ends. And then episode eight, Matt kills himself. <laughs> I even bored myself halfway through that. Oh, what, what was hell. that? Was that your idea of what should have happened? I don't know what that was. Yeah, what was yeah. that? Yeah, it was what should have happened. <laughs> oh, oh, did yeah. you find that in Scott, whatever his name's been? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well, the wider point and the shorter point is, I would have liked things like there were certain situations like the sewer and um, Negan and the Vicar. I would have liked to have spent longer in those worlds, and you probably could have... Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you what, gotcha. just say that next time. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm carried away. Yeah. <laughs> I got carried Jesus away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right, I've got to go, guys. <laughs> We're only 40 minutes here, okay. and uh, somehow made it feel like 90. Uh, happy yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you all. Um, happy Christmas, y'all. And uh, by the way, I started the episode at 7. I ended... A confused eight and a half. <laughs> I did my uh, traditional started at eight, ended at eight. I'm with yeah, Matt, I'm afraid. S. It's a flaccid end for Christmas, but that's... Jamie's used to it. No, eight is good. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. 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 Good. yeah. Okay. We'll rewatch. All right. Right. All right. More box sets to discuss in the new year. See you sort of second or third week of Jan. Okay. Yeah. Email us studio at the box com and go and listen to the adventures of Brian Hovis. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.